chapter 37 and verse 5. Praise God. I am thankful for the church, for all the support. Amen. For the saints of God. Amen. I'm thankful that I can come to church and worship God. Amen. Amen. When you come to church, worship the Lord. Amen. Give God the praise and glory that is due his name. Amen. You say, Pastor Carriker, I can't worship God because I'm sick. Amen. There's a cloud of witnesses that's against you. Amen. That come to church sick all the time, that worship God, clap their hands, they lift their hands to the Lord. Amen. They close their eyes, they worship God, they pray. Amen. That's why when I come to church, I'm going to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm not going to preach this tonight, but Joshua said to Achan and his family, Amen. God said, have him walk before you in companies and have him worship the Lord. And he would tell him, give God the glory. And Achan was unable to worship. As your pastor, when I see you standing there not worshiping, I'm praying, God, don't let there be sin in their life. But it is, if it is, God, if sin is keeping them from worshiping you, that, God, you get a hold of their heart. Amen. Put conviction in their spirit. God, whatever it takes to cause them to cry out to you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 And uh, there's... Let me tell you something about God. God loves you so much that he takes every excuse out of the way. I said he takes every excuse out of the way. And he makes it possible for you to live for God. I had a woman tell me the reason why I can't live for God is I live too far away. I can't afford the gas. I can't make the drive. You know what God did? Is God sent a man to preach to her and to have services in her city. God takes away all your excuses. I said, God takes away all your excuses. We serve an awesome God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you stand before God, there will be no excuses. Amen, of why I couldn't live for God. Amen. God will say, I give you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to live for me. Amen. To live for him. To live for God. With all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Praise God. Amen. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. He said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and he told it his brethren and said, Behold, 
I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brother envied him, but his father observed the same. Praise God. Amen. Let's ask God to help us tonight. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your people that are here tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, that I can worship you, that I can love you with all my heart. God, that I can come to this house to worship you, Lord. God, that I can come to, into this place and feel your presence. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we love you, Jesus. Why don't we just worship you? Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach tonight, what will become of your dreams? Praise God. The, the history of the Word of God tells us that these men were very visionary. And all these old patriarchs, they heard the voice of God. Amen. In your walk with God, it's very important to hear the voice of God. It's very important to obey the moving of the Spirit. It's very important that when God deals with you, that you respond, amen, to the moving of the Spirit. Amen. This world that we live in is uh, extremely uh, dependent upon what other people think about them and what they are doing. But in living for God, you cannot be concerned about what everybody else thinks about you or how they feel about your walk with God. You got to say, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to hear the voice of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I, I, I am very, uh, as a, on a personal level, uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of different. I've never fit in. Uh, even growing up, I was somewhat of a loner. I was somewhat of someone who was made fun of. I was uh, someone uh, that was uh, not always part of the crowd because I always had a love in my heart for God. Don't, don't think it's strange if you have a love in your heart for God. Say, God, I want to cultivate that love for you. God, I want to make sure that everything I do is in honor to you. That God, I've got a fear of you. I, I, I've got to have a fear of God. Amen. I said get a fear of God living for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Get a holy reverence. Amen. That I want to be pleasing to God. Amen. And uh, Joseph, he was a dreamer. He was to be the leader of Israel. He was to be a, a, a savior, if you please, of his people, although at the time he did not know it. 
He did not know that later on God would connect the dots. How will God ever use you if you don't allow God to mold you and make you when you are a man in the crucible? When you're in that firing chamber. Praise God. How many has ever been around pottery shop? Amen. When they make pottery and they put it together and they get the potter's wheel out or if they sometimes they hand mold things and, and do it various ways and they use molds and pour the clay into it. But every one of those vessels, whether they are handmade or whether they are uh, uh, made by molds or made by someone's hands other than on a potter's wheel, Every one of those vessels must be put into the fire. They've got to pass through the fire. If you've never seen a potter's uh, uh, workshop, amen, I encourage you to find one. There's several in Hutchinson. Amen, you can go down here to this clay works on, on Main Street. Very interesting. Amen, very unique in the things that they do. But all of those vessels, all of those figurines, everything that they make that is part of the clay, if it's going to withstand the test of time, it has to pass through the fire. Amen. I said it has to pass through the fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Amen. Say, God, if you've brought me to this point in my walk with you, amen, you're going to take me all the way through the fire. Amen. You'll put me in the fire and bring me through the fire. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Don't be scared of the fire. Just let God just, oh, yeah, when we walk through the fire, God's going to be with us. Oh, hallelujah. It's more than one passage of Scripture in the Word of God that talks about the, the people of God going through the fire. Amen. You're, hey, in your walk with God, you'll go through the fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And Joseph, he dreamed a, a dream. And uh, those dreams landed him in a pit. Amen. They landed him, uh, amen, in bad standing with his family. They landed him in a, it, with his cousins, if you please, the Ishmaelites. Uh, he was sold to them as a slave. And uh, I, I can't imagine... Uh, the slavery's talked about in our time, much with disdain, much with uh, uh, the sorrow that it happened in our country, and I agree with those things. Uh, but slavery has been throughout uh, the history of mankind. It didn't happen, happen just in the United States of America during the 17 and 1800s, but it's happened since man, a man was created that they, they became very cynical and very, uh, their thoughts were not, uh, they said, hey, we can take someone and cause them to do our work and cause them to do our labor and cause them, and they begin to sell each other into slavery, and that's where Joseph found himself in a slave's camp, in a slave's uh, uh, condition. He was shackled. He was in the pit. His brothers, uh, amen, were going to kill him, and they said, hey, let's sell him to our cousins. 
man. And his cousins loved him so much they sold him into slavery into Egypt. And Joseph never forgot his dream. What will become of your dreams? What will become of your dreams? I can remember as a little boy wanting to be the trash man. We all kind of chuckle at that. But that man paid his bills driving that truck. That man supported his family driving that truck. But to a little boy looking at that guy standing on the back of the trash truck, that looked like the coolest job in the city. Getting to see the sights riding around on the back of the truck. <laughs> they don't do it that way anymore. They got it made in the shade. <laughs> Air conditioning and heat most of the time. And I can remember dreaming what it would be like to be the trash man. And then I would see the fireman standing on the back of the fire truck holding on. How, how many remember those days? They'd go to the fire. Woo! Man, they'd be going down the road, and there'd be the fireman. And he'd be holding up, be two or three of them holding on to the back of the truck, holding on for dear life. <laughs> and I'd say, man, that would be a cool job. And then I'd have a dream about being the fireman. My brother-in-law told me, he said they, they had a volunteer fire department in Satana, and they took off down Main Street to go to the fire. And the, the fire truck driver was always a little bit on the tipsy side. And he took the speed bumps and the dips on Main Street too fast and bounced all of his help off in the middle of Main Street. And when he got to the fire, he was all by himself. <laughs> Gonna dream about being the fireman. <laughs> they were chasing the fire truck down the road trying to get to the fire. <laughs> but dreams, dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. If you don't have a dream in your life, you need to get a dream. Hey Amen. Man, kids sit around anymore and they don't have the opportunity to dream and to think about themselves. They're sitting in front of a computer or a PlayStation or. Yeah. Man, what would happen to our country if we would get people that weren't being thought for by somebody else all the time? The greatest generation. I'm not sure we have anybody. Brother Cheney, stand up. Sister Dean. Are you guys part of the greatest generation? Are you old enough to be part? Are you baby boomer? Yeah, you're a baby boomer. When were you born? I think you fit that. Sister Dean just had a birthday today. Praise God. Sister Wells. Part of the greatest generation. Maybe the greatest generation was the ones that were in World War II and the baby boomers after them. But what happened to our nation after those times, amen, is that everything became automated. Everything became processed by computers and, and man's uh, dreaming was set to the side in lieu of artificial intelligence of sorts. 
Artificial intelligence really is not a new thing other than it probably works better than it ever has. And But man's dreaming, amen, is what caused there, amen, to be a man put on the moon. Oh, yeah. If you would bore yourself or uh, go down to the Kansas Cosmosphere down here and walk through the museum and read about the space race of how it started and how it became uh, really it started in World War II when they captured Von Braun and uh, they, they brought him it started with Albert Einstein but the Von Braun and the other guy uh, Sergi somebody hey man they they took them and they captured them during World War II from Adolf Hitler. And the space race between the United States and Russia was on. The race was happening. And they began to devise ways through rocketry to put things into space. And then they said, we're going to go to the moon and land on the moon. And, and there was all types of Apollo missions of how these men went into space. You, that all started by men dreaming and thinking about it. And really it started with the Wright brothers and even some before them who said we're going to fly like the birds because man had a dream. I, I'm preaching about tonight what's happened to your dream about living for God. That I, I feel like God wants me to teach a Bible study. I feel like God has called me to Amen. Out of this world to do a work. Amen. More than just come and sit on a pew and warm a bench up. But God has called me. God has said, hey, I've called you out of the world for such a time as this. To help somebody else get out of that old trap of sin. To help somebody else. Amen. Come to me. Hallelujah. There's still people today that don't believe that anybody landed on the moon. But nonetheless, because of man's dream, the impossible happened. Joseph, he determined, he said, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I may be a Jewish slave, but he said, I am going to rise to the top. Amen. The Jews then or as the Jews are now. Amen. They were looked down upon then. They're looked down upon now. Uh, you can. You, everybody's talking about anti-Semitism right now. There's been anti-Semitism since they became God's people. Hey, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. You ought to lift your hands up into heaven and say God I thank you that you called me out of darkness. If somebody cusses you out tell them I love you too. Amen. If somebody said I can't stand you say I'm praying for you. Oh come on. We're God's people. We gotta get a dream. We can't stop dreaming. Man, you know what about God's people? God said, I'm going to make you the head, not the tail. 
I needed a raise. All the guys around me were saying, you don't want that job. You don't want to work for that. And I won't say all the things that they called the boss. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, you have not because you ask not. And uh, when God speaks to me that way, I thought, you know something? I think God wants me to have that job. And so the next time I saw the, the CEO of the company, he was a little short guy. He wasn't very big, about your size. And uh, don't worry, you'll get taller. <laughs> but he's a small man. And I said, hey, Greg. I said, I'd like to talk to you about that job. And I told him the reason why I thought I could do it. And I told him I, the reason why I was asking is I needed more money on my paycheck. And he says, you know something? He said, uh, I think you could do that job. And he says, I'm going to give you a dollar an hour raise and you can start on it tomorrow. And I was like, well, praise God. There you go. You have not because you ask not. But you know something? You know what it puts into your spirit? Amen. That when you start obeying the word of God, is it starts putting dreams into your mind, into your heart. That I'm not just in a dead end job because I work for God. Amen. I'm not just in a place, amen, that's bondage to me because God give me my job. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. This world, they talk about their bosses. They cuss their bosses. Amen. They get upset about the work they've got to do. But thank God he's my provider. Thank God he makes a way out of no way. I'm going to pray for my boss. I'm going to pray for my job. I'm going to pray for my co-workers. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. It's time to have revival on your job. It's time to get a dream of someone next to you getting the Holy Ghost that works with you every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Joseph got sold to Potiphar and he became the head servant. And you know what happened? His old Farrah Fawcett came out of the woodwork. He's, some of you looking at me, who in the world is Farrah Fawcett? Well, that's 1980s. All of you that are laughing, you know who I'm talking about. All these young guys up here and young ladies are like, who? Who? And she said, hey, Joseph, where have you been all my life? And he said, well, you don't have a life. You're married. I don't mean that in a bad way. But when you're married, you're married. You're not single. You act married. You stay married. The best way for people to know that you're married is tell them you're married. 
looking at all you married folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, people know I'm married. My wife's not there. I start talking about my wife. Yeah, amen. People, they understand perfectly that I'm married. Amen. It's still a sin to commit for fornication and adultery. Amen. It's still a sin to be shacked up. Pastor Carricker preaches again. I don't care what anybody else does, but I'm going to preach to you the word of God because I'm going to give an account for your soul. And if, I'm, if you're lost because of my account of not telling you and preaching to you, I'm in trouble with God. And so this preacher is going to tell you and this preacher is going to preach it to you. You say, well, pastor, you haven't, you haven't preached on my problem. Oh, don't worry. God knows. I promise you the sheets aren't long enough to cover you up. Amen. God knows everything. And when I get up here and start preaching and the Holy Ghost starts talking, amen, God's going to say, hey, amen, that thing that you think is hidden, it's going to come to light. Amen. What's done in secret shall be shouted from the mountaintop. Well, praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Joseph, he said, no, I'm not interested, Miss Fawcett. Or Miss Potiphar. He said, I'm not interested in that. And she kept hounding him. And he said, how can I sin against my God? How can I do something? You know what? You get it in your spirit, all you young people, all you married people, everybody in here, because the old devil would come slinking around. Whether it's of the male or female per persuasion, or God forbid, you're skirting around the edge where some weirdo come up to you. Uh, I don't believe in transgenderism. God made you male or female. I don't believe that you were born a homosexual, nor do I believe you was born a lesbian. God made you male and female. Amen. Hallelujah. I promise you I won't, I, I probably won't get invited to preach on TV. Probably won't get invited to preach downtown. But sin is still sin. And my Bible says it's an abomination for a man to lie with a man or a woman to lie with a woman or a man to lie with a beast. It still says it. Hey, I'm going to preach it. Paul said, such were some of you. You say, well, pastor, I've done that in the past. Ask God to forgive you. Get far away from it. Amen. Tell God I'll never do it again. Amen. And come out of that lifestyle. Amen. It's not a popular thing. It is with the world, but not with the church. There's some things that never change. 
and the flesh is one of them. It doesn't matter if it was in Joseph's day or if it's in 2023. Flesh is flesh. Paul wrote, he said, it's not good for a man to touch a woman if it's not your wife. There's a reason for that. Well, praise God. And so you know what happened to Joseph? Miss Potiphar said, ah! He tried to force me. What a lie. And Joseph went to prison for it. And he said, I'll rise to the top. I haven't forgot my dreams. How can you forget a dream when God gives you a dream like that? There's some dreams I've had I have never forgotten the dream because I knew it was from God and it come into my mind and into my spirit, amen, even in my sleep. What will become of your dreams? And he was in prison a long time. And the baker came to him and said, hey, I had a dream that I baked a pie and the birds came down and ate the filling out of that pie. He says, what do you suppose that means? And he said, well, he said, Pharaoh, it was Pharaoh's baker. He said, Pharaoh's going to hang you in so many days. And you know what happened is Pharaoh stretched his neck. And the butler, uh, I can't remember all the details of his, of his dream, and, but Joseph told him, he said, you're going to be restored to your rightful position. And he says, when you are, don't forget me. And sure enough, they both, well, one was dead and one forgot him. The butler was restored to his position. And Pharaoh had a dream of seven fat cows and seven skeleton cows and seven fat ears of corn and seven ears of corn that were withered away from the heat. And the withered cows and corn came up out of the Nile River and consumed the fat ones. And nobody could tell him the dream. And he was troubled. His sleep was driven from him. <clears throat> and that butler said, hey, there was a guy that told me the interpretation of my dream. And he said, I'm going to tell Pharaoh about it. He said, hey, I know a guy. His name's Joseph. And they said, hey, Joseph, the king wants to see you. He said, just a minute. He said, let me get my good clothes on. <laughs> if he had a pair of good clothes, maybe they gave him some. Bible says he got up and started shaving his face. He said, I ain't going to look like the rest of these dudes around here. They might think I'm a prisoner after I get through done interpreting the dream. And he said, hey, when I get out of here, he said, I am going to tell Pharaoh the job that I need to do. He said, I have a dream. Tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. And he's famous for saying, for saying, I have a dream. Well, can I tell you that God had a dream for you a long time ago, and he wants to give you a dream today. He wants to put that dream in your spirit and in your heart 
tonight. Amen. Maybe you've had it in the past. Don't forget your dream. What's going to become of your dreams? I said, what's going to become of your dreams? And he got before Pharaoh and he interpreted the dreams. And he said, you know what, Pharaoh? He said, I need to be in charge for you. Pharaoh said, I think that's a good idea. You have not because you ask not. Come on. Praise God. And Egypt became the world's hub for food. Seven years of plenty. They, they had corn growing on top of corn. They had they had muscles on top of muscles. Man, them cows were the biggest cows you ever saw. Yeah. And they said, hey, we're going to make sure that we've got food. And they started storing grain. I don't know if they could store meat or not. But I'll promise you, I bet they had ways of preserving it. Just like we figured it out now, they figured it out then. And all of a sudden, the world went into a drought. And who had food? The people that listened to the dreamer. Egypt, because the dreamer, amen, had said, hey, this is what's going to save us. This is what's going to bring us through. This is what's going to make a difference in our life. This is what's going to, to make up, hey, man, when everybody else doesn't know what to do, hey, man, I know what I'm going to do. Come on, church. Hey, man, we got to have that dream and vision. Hey, man, that, hey, I, I've got to help people right now. There might come a day when it's so dark, no man can work. Oh, but the church is still going to be the light. Oh, the church is still going to have food. Hey, man, the church is still going to have revival. Hey, man, the church, hey, man, is full of those who dream. And Joseph saved his people. Now, I'm not going to preach forever tonight. I could. But there was a man by the name of Winston Churchill. And he said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. It's the courage to continue that counts. When you come out of your problem, when you come out of your tragedy, when you come out of the thing that the devil says, what's everybody going to think about you? You know what? It doesn't matter what anybody thinks as long as what God thinks about me is right and good. How many is with me tonight? I'm trying to help somebody here. We don't understand joy until we face sorrow. I've preached this before. I have preached this to this church because we've got to have vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. We've got to have a dream and a vision for the work of God. We've got to say, hey, this is something, hey, amen, that if I don't get right and if I don't have this dream and vision in my spirit, the people can be lost. Come on, let's, let's, let's make a way. Amen. With God, all things are possible. You can't do that. 
I don't, I don't tell any of these boys they can't do something because they'll figure out a way to do it. You tell these young ladies that they can't. If you tell people that, hey, don't go over there. If I wanted my boys to do something when they were little, I'd say, don't do that. Now, sometimes they would obey. A whole bunch of the time, he's like, I'm ready to go. Rip roaring. Right, tell them, you can't pick that up. You see that look right over there? Right, don't tell me that. Man, you challenge somebody, man, they're, they're ready to step up to the challenge. Now, there's, there's guys that are lazy. Guy walked in the bar. He said, I got $20 for the laziest person in here. The inflection is that you hang out in bars all the time. You're probably a little bit on the, uh, you're blowing your money. It's kind of like Pastor Elder, you say, uh, smoking cigarettes is kind of like fire on one end and a fool on the other. You say, well, that's not Bible. Oh, yeah, it is. Amen. The Bible says be a good steward of what God gives you, not burn it up. Amen. Everybody's telling the reason why they was not the laziest or the laziest. You remember this? Pastor Elder used to tell this. Not laugh. They was all telling why they were the laziest. Finally, old boy, old drunk laying over in the corner, he said, just roll me over and put it in my back pocket. <laughs> roll me over and put it in my back pocket. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the mentality of this world. Got my hand out. Don't walk around with your hand out. Walk around with something in your hand ready to give it to him. Peter looked at that man. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the Bible says that man went running or walking and leaping into the temple. Amen. His feet and his leg bones instantly received strength. Oh, come on, church. It's time to have a dream that I'm looking for someone that needs her healing. I'm looking for someone that needs prayed for. I'm looking for someone that wants the Holy Ghost. I'm looking for someone. Oh, come on. The Bible says that believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What's going to become of your dreams? We don't understand joy until we face sorrow. We don't understand faith until it is tested. We don't understand peace until we're faced with conflict. We don't understand trust until we are betrayed. We don't understand love until it's been lost. We don't understand health until sickness enters into our lives. We don't understand hope until we have been confronted with doubt. In the midst of your troubles and broken hearts, don't lose your dream. Don't lose your dream. One man said, if your dream doesn't scare you, your dream isn't big enough. And I thought to myself, you know what? 
My dream might be too big then. <laughs> Sometimes I'm scared spitless. <laughs> it's all right to be honest. You go put your name on the line for thousands and millions of dollars. You're like, oh God, only you can help us, lead us, and guide us. And you know something? I prayed. I prayed a prayer. I was listening to Brother Vaughn Morton. If you haven't ever heard Brother Vaughn Morton preach, you ought to listen to him preach. He, he's an elder. He's an elder in our ranks. And I was listening to him preach, and he was preaching about be strong and show thyself a man. He said, I'm not going to spend time preaching on the homos and, and the lazies. He said, I'm going to stand... I'm going to spend time preaching on men of God in the church, uh, amen, that said they're going to live for God, uh, amen, that they're going to get behind their pastor. And he was preaching. He said, hey, uh, he said, when your pastor stands against something, uh, he said, you stand against it. Uh, amen, when your pastor says, hey, uh, I've got a conviction, uh, amen, get a conviction against sin. Uh, amen, get a conviction against the things of this world uh, that'll try to stop you from living for God. Uh, get a in your spirit. Get a dream in your spirit. Amen. Make sure your dreams are about the work of God. Amen. Don't get a dream. You know, God, you're not going to go to heaven with millions of dollars and you're not going to go to heaven with being a pauper. How many understands what I just said? It doesn't matter how little you have or how much you have. When you go to heaven, everybody's going to be a child of God. Everybody's going to be a king's kid. Everybody's going to have so much that you'll never want again. Well, praise God. In my father's house are many mansions. Brother Cheney, I'm glad I've never heard you sing about a cabin in the corner of Glory Land. That's not biblical. <laughs> There's no electricity in heaven. There's, <laughs> There's no There's no grocery stores in heaven. Think about that. You know, this is the kind of stuff dreams are made out of. Going to eat from the tree of life. And it bears 12 different kinds of fruits. Think about that. Going to sit down by the river of life. When you drink from that river, you're going to live forever. Amen. Why do you need a river of life if you've got the Holy Ghost? Well, my Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So if the Holy Ghost is rivers of living water, amen, that just means 
to me, in my, my little simple uh, uh, interpretation of the scripture, uh, hey amen, is that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God is going to be there everywhere. Uh, hey amen, that we're going to have the Holy Ghost, uh, hey amen, on a level that we've never experienced. Uh, oh, thank God for his spirit. Uh, hey amen, thank God for his love. Thank God for his promises. I believe there's going to be food in heaven. The marriage supper of the Lamb. If they call it a supper with no food, then they would they would call it a fellowship. They call it the Mary uh, or the the marriage fellowship of the Lamb. But it's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. When you get to heaven, there's going to be thirty minutes of silence. Think about that: thirty minutes of silence in heaven. And then after that is going to be pandemonium for eternity. Loud worship, boisterous, throwing our crowns at Jesus' feet. Think about it. I'm talking about a dream. You need to get this in your mind and say, God, I want to dream about heaven. I want to dream about what's going to be happening. Oh, you say, well, why should we dream about it? Because heaven is the hope of the church. And if you don't have a dream and you don't have a hope and you don't have faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to see it. Hey Amen. We're going to see Jesus face to face. Now, I don't know how it's going to work, but we're, we're going to know those who have went on before. Jesus said we're going to see David and Moses and Elijah. But he says he's going to wipe all the tears out of our eyes. The former thing, you say, well, what if I don't make it to heaven, Pastor Carriker? I won't know it. I'm not going to shed tears for you anymore in heaven. The former things are passed away. Come on, saying to God, that's why you got to get a dream in your heart about the things of God that I can't wait to get there. It's all right to sit around and dream about heaven. It's all right to sit around and dream about the things of God. It's all right to sit around, amen, and say, God, I want your will in my life. You can become great and do much more for God than any of these ever did in the word of God if you'll just keep dreaming. You say we can do greater things than the ones did in the word of God, the apostles and the prophets. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said greater works than these shall ye do. I don't believe that we have seen the greatest miracles happen yet. I don't believe that we have seen enough people raised from the dead and enough sick people healed. I believe that there's still many, many, many hundreds and thousands of people huh, that God wants to fill with the Holy Ghost. Huh. He wants to heal their bodies. He wants to heal their minds. Huh. He wants to do miracles in their life. Brother Ethan, if you'd come. 
Acts 2 and 17, it says, it shall come to pass in the last days when the Holy Ghost is poured out. Saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I've told this story before. It's not just a story, but of a, an apostolic. I'm sorry, Sister Moore, I forgot that you were on the organ. That London Young, and her name's not Young anymore. I think it's Bradford. But she was going into the projects in Sacramento, picking up little children on the bus. And the bulk of their children were little black children. And they loved her like their own mother because she would go into their homes and she would wake them up. Their mother and father, if they had a father, was, were in drunken stupors, drug-induced comas. And she would get them up and say, come on, we got to get ready for the bus. The bus would drop her off. And she would go and start getting these kids ready. Tell them, come on, we, the bus is going to come back and pick us up. we got to get ready. Help them get their clothes on, get them dressed, get them ready for church. And there's, there's many of those young children in that church today that are filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And she became such a mother figure to them that the day that she decided to get married, they said to her, they said, why are you marrying a white man? Because love had transcended the color barrier. How many is with me here right now? I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking about color. I'm talking about dreams and the love of God. That when I go out to reach for someone to get them in the church, when I knock on their doors, I don't see a color. I see a soul. And the dream of that person becoming filled with the Holy Ghost and their sins washed away. The greatest thing that could ever happen to them. And if it wasn't for someone having a dream. You say, Pastor, I just don't understand that. Neither did Paul until one night he was in a dream. The Bible says he was in a trance. Having a dream. And he saw a man of Macedonia saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Do you think that he was just asking for someone to come and help him socially or, 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 or with 
finances. No, when you have a dream like that, God's given you a dream of someone so that they can be saved, so that they can, oh, you know what, the Jews, Paul was a Jew. He didn't have any dealings with the Samaritans. He didn't have any dealings with Gentiles. But you know who God sent to the Gentiles? He sent the apostle Paul. God give him a dream of revival. And when he got there, the revival was waiting. Come on, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle. I know I've been preaching slow here tonight. But when God gives you a dream, when you get there, hey man, the revival's waiting on you. When you get there, there's people that want the Holy Ghost. When you get there, there's people that want to be baptized in Jesus' name. When you get there, there's people that are ready to serve God. Oh, I don't know about you tonight, but I want to have those dreams and visions in my life, in my walk with God. Let's all stand tonight. I want to ask you again. What will become of your dreams? What will become of your dreams? I want to open this altar. I know that not everybody in here may have connected with what I preached tonight. But I pray that this whole church would help me pray right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you want the Holy Ghost, you come to this altar. And you start repenting of your sins. God, forgive me of my sins. God, I want to live right. God, I want to do what's right. Come on. That's how you get the Holy Ghost. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Come on, God wants to do something for you right now. Oh, God wants to give you dreams and visions right now. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. You can use me. Hallelujah. You can use anything, Lord. You can use whatever you're doing, God. Don't do it without me. God, you've called me to preach. You've called me to be a witness. You've called me to reach for people. You've called me to find another one for my bus route. You've called me, God, to teach another Bible study. God, you've called me to help someone get out of that old bondage of sin. Hallelujah. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, yes. If you, you can, can use anything, anything Lord, Lord, you oh, can come on, use you got to pour your heart out to God. Come on, you got to say, God, the vision may have gotten me up. But tonight, God, when I'm done praying, God, you're going to renew the vision of my life. Come on, help me pray. That's a way. Yes, God, I need you, Pour your heart out, saint of God. We've been crying before. You can the Lord. use anything, Lord. You can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. You can use me, Jesus. 
with my feet. Touch, Touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use God sent somebody over into Macedonia. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, that's the way. Come on, that's the way. God, forgive me of my sins. my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use. 